Hello, everyone, to this episode of China VC and Tech News Roundup. I'm Eudora Wang, sitting in for Nina Xiang. Here are the hottest news headlines for the week of November the twenty-sixth to November the thirtieth. The first one: Chinese private equity firm Boyu Capital, whose partners include the grandson of former Chinese President Jiang Zemin, is looking to raise at least three billion U.S. dollars in committed capital for its new USD-denominated fund, according to Reuters, citing people with direct knowledge. The size of the upcoming fourth fund of Boyu is yet to be finalized. It could reach as much as four billion U.S. dollars, potentially becoming the company's largest fund to date, said the sources, who declined to be named as the information is confidential. The fund is expected to close in the coming months, said the sources. Boyu Capital declined to comment on the phone inquiry made by China Money Network on Monday due to their company policy. Founded in 2010, Boyu counts Alvin Jiang, who is the grandson of former Chinese President Jiang Zemin and goes by Jiang Zhicheng in the Chinese-speaking world, among its partners. The company's other partners include TPG Capital senior executive Mary Ma, ex-Pingan Insurance executive director Louis Chen, and former Providence Equity partners dealmaker Sean Tang. The second one. Chinese authorities are tightening the rein on the country's systematically important financial institutions that are too big to fall to prevent financial risks that may arise from the failure of any of these banks, insurance firms, and financial institutions. The country's de facto central bank, People's Bank of China, Business Activities Supervisor, China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission, and Securities Regulator, China Securities Regulatory Commission, had jointly released a guideline seeking to prevent financial risks by introducing more stringent regulations on financial institutions deemed as systematically important. The list of systematically important financial institutions will include not only brokerage firms, insurance companies, and commercial banks such as the big four state-owned banks, but also internet financial service providers, according to the guideline. It also points towards the Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba Group's financial unit and financial that may also fall within the purview. The financial regulators will evaluate candidates based on their assets, business complexity, and how connected they are with others to decide whether they will be included in the final list. The regulators will also conduct risk assessments and stress tests on selected financial institutions regularly and impose additional regulatory requirements based on the results. In addition, the central bank will set up a special disposal mechanism to ensure that key financial businesses and services of the giants will continue to operate even after their fall. The list expected to be presented to the country's financial regulatory body, Financial Stability and Development Committee, for deliberation before the end of August every year. The third one, SK China. A subsidiary of South Korea's telecommunication conglomerate SK Group has pulled in 256 million U.S. dollars in the fund created by Legend Capital, a venture capital arm of Legend Holdings, to expand the group's business in China, according to an announcement made by China Council for the Promotion of International Trade.
The amount invested by SK China accounts for half of the fund's total capital. Managed by Legend Capital, the new fund will focus on investing in IT and healthcare sectors in early-stage startups in China and across Asia. In July, SK Group has participated as a limited partner in an investment round of Legend Capital, in which the group contributed 600 million US dollars. Established in 2010, Beijing-based SK China operates real estate, new energy, and rental car businesses in China. Founded in 2001, Legend Capital, formerly known as Lenovo Capital, is a subsidiary of Legend Holdings, who owns Chinese computer maker Lenovo Group. It focuses towards investing in healthcare, information and telecommunication, artificial intelligence, and financial technology. Since its inception, Legend Capital has managed up to 5.76 billion US dollars in total assets. The venture capital firm has invested in Chinese Nasdaq-listed online video platform Bilibili, Shanghai-based private hospital Shanghai Neural Medical Center, and China-based biopharmaceutical company Innovant. The next one. South Korea's SK Holdings, the holding limited of telecommunication giant SK Group, is planning to invest 239 million US dollars in Chinese copper foil manufacturer, according to announcement. After the acquisition, SK Holdings will become the second largest shareholder of the copper foil manufacturer. Established in 2001 and headquartered in Henan Province. The company has an annual manufacturing capacity of around 30,000 tons, said the company on its website. It is aiming to expand its output from 30,000 tons this year to 75,000 tons by 2022. The company has supplied copper foil to electric battery manufacturers and electric vehicle makers in China and abroad, including Japan's Panasonic Electric and Samsung SDI. As well as China's contemporary Amperex technology and Chinese automobiles maker BYD Auto. The next one, Chinese urban delivery service firm Jumat Peisong has raised 1.5 billion RMB, that is 215 million US dollars, in Series C round of financing from global logistics solutions provider GLP and Chinese investment firm Sino Ocean Group. Along with the new funding round, the company has also announced that it will launch new energy trucks in China to provide customized urban logistics service. We still have a large room to grow in China's logistics market that is worth trillion yuan," said Bai Rubin, co-founder and chief executive officer of Jumat Peisong, in a statement released on Monday on the company's website. Juma Peisong has completed a total of seven rounds of financing, including the latest round, and has expanded to establish 137 branch offices covering 61 cities across China. Founded in 2011, Juma Peisong primarily engages in providing urban delivery services. The company started its business as a member in the traditional logistics industry in southwestern China's Chengdu city. Until it initiated a business model called Internet Plus Urban Delivery in 2015, and officially marched into other cities in the country, 
In the so-called Internet Plus urban delivery business model, the company uses an online platform to provide logistics and a range of value-added services, including truck rental and car sales. The company counts Chinese delivery service firm SF Express, online retail marketplace Tmall.com, and consumer electronics and home appliances firm Hire Group Corporation among its clients, according to the company's website. Next one, Wuxi Nextcode, a Shanghai-based genomics informatics firm, has raised 200 million U.S. dollars in Series C round of financing, led by the Ireland Strategic Investment Fund, a sovereign fund set up to promote the home country's economic development. Other existing investors, such as Singapore Sovereign Wealth Fund Timazic Holdings. Yunfeng Capital, a private equity and venture capital firm co-founded by Alibaba's Jack Ma, and Sequoia Capital also participated in the round, according to a statement. The Ireland Strategic Investment Fund has contributed 70 million U.S. dollars in the Series C round. Previously, the company was also the lead shareholder in Genomics Medicine Ireland. Nextcode was founded in 2013 as a spin-off of Decode to use data architecture and associated query tools and language to link disease-causing variants to phenotypes around the world. In 2015, Nextcode was acquired by Wuxi Aptech and merged with Shanghai-based Wuxi Genome Center, forming Wuxi Nextcode, an integrated global company building a big data platform for genomics, with offices in Shanghai, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Iceland, and Dublin. The company mainly focuses on precision medicine, which uses genomics to diagnose common and rare diseases, as well as genomic new drug development on foot of the data accumulated in its database. Next one, in the bid to extend the application of the artificial intelligence technology to the country's geographical exploration field. China has unveiled its first AI-powered ground penetration radar, named Eagle IA, designed and produced by a research institute under China's state-owned high-technology firm China Aerospace Science and Industry Corporation. The three-dimensional radar. Eagle IA has the capacity to scan petrol and gas pipelines underground and detect potential perils such as road cavings in urban underground space. By leveraging AI technology, Eagle IA can conduct pipeline inspection activities at an accuracy rate of 90%, with a false alarm rate lower than 5%, according to Chinese state-owned news agency Xinhua, citing Zhao Xiaoliang, director of the institute's Science and Technology Committee. Equipped with a Beidou navigation satellite and GPS system. Eagle IA can help collect high-precision positioning of underground targets, lifting the efficiency of auto detection and identification while requiring less main power in data processing. The AI module mounted in the radar enables it to proactively detect, spot, and mark exceptional information and generate an immediate report to offer a panoramic view of the underground pipeline network.
The introduction of Eagle IA is a result of China's serious injuries, casualties, and the great loss of properties caused by underground facilities-related accidents. According to the country's official newspaper Beijing Daily, over 160 underground pipeline accidents and more than 60 road collapses happened in China from July to October 2018, which had led to the death of eight people while injuring 14. The next one. Chinese internet security provider 360 Enterprise Security Group has raised 1.25 billion RMB, that is 179 million US dollar, in serious pre-B round of financing, taking its valuation to 2.69 billion US dollars. The company did not disclose investors in this round, saying that it is also closing a serious B round of financing. The company did not immediately respond to China Money Network seeking detailed information on the deal. The new funding comes at a time when China's network security market size is expected to exceed 100 billion RMB, that is 14 billion US dollars by 2022, representing an annual growth rate of 30% compared with the 5.04 billion US dollars as of September 2018. Chinese financial publication National Business Daily reported, citing experts at Internet Security Conference in September. Founded in 2015, 360 Enterprise Security Group is an integrated group that provides network security products and services for the government and enterprises. The company has introduced a range of products and services covering various fields such as big data security, endpoint security, content security and perimeter security. Chairman and CEO of the company, Qi Xiangdong, is also the co-founder and president of Qihu 360, a Chinese internet security company established in 2005 and widely known in China for its antivirus software, web browser and mobile application store. And next one, Voyager Innovations, a digital services arm of the Philippines telecommunication provider PLDT has raised 215 million US dollars in total in a round led by international investors including Tencent, KKR, International Finance Corporation and the IFC Emerging Asia Fund. International Finance Corporation and the IFC Emerging Asia Fund, a fund managed by IFC Asset Management Company, have invested 14 million US dollars in the company for a minority stake, according to announcement. China's tech and gaming giant Tencent and US private equity firm KKR had poured in 175 million US dollars in October. Upon the close of the investment, by the end of this year, PLDT's ownership stake in Voyager Innovations will be less than 50%, while still remaining as the single largest shareholder, PLDT said in the same announcement. Founded in 2013 and based in the Philippines, Voyager Innovations is a digital financial services provider focusing on developing platforms and technologies on digital payment and finance and marketing in emerging economies. Its products include mobile payment app Smart Pedala and PayMaya Business, internet services platform Freenet, marketing to Hatch, 
Digital Performance Marketing Portal, VYGR, as well as online enterprise loan provider lender. The next one, Orienti, a Hong Kong-based financial services and technology startup, has completed a 105 million US dollars initial financing round from its founders and a group of Southeast Asia's wealthiest business families. The new funding comes at a time when over 70% of about 600 million people in Southeast Asia are still unbanked, according to a statement released by Orienti on Tuesday, citing KPMG. Orienti was founded in 2017 by Skype's co-founder Jeffrey Prentice. Leveraging technologies such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data science, Orienti is building solutions that provide real-time credit scoring, digital and online-to-offline lending, and other tailored financial services to customers in Southeast Asia. The company provides loans to small business through a mobile app or offline. It has been rolling out more financial services, such as two recently launched ventures, mobile app-based lender Kashalo in the Philippines and the P2P lending platform Femas in Indonesia. The next one, Baifengdian Information Technology Company, a Chinese big data and artificial intelligence technology and application service provider, has raised 500 million RMB, that is 72 million US dollars, in Series E round of financing led by Guoxing Central Enterprises Operating Fund, said by Fendian at a product launch event. Other investors, including Chinese private equity firms Guangfaqianhe Investment Company and Silk Road Huachuang Investment Management Company and cultural industries-focused Haitong Leading Capital Management Company, also participated in the new round. During the event, Baifengdian also unveiled its Cognitive Intelligence Laboratory and the updated version of an industry-specific AI decision system named DeepMatrix. Founded in 2009, Beijing-based Baifengdian provides big data and AI technology and application services. It offers SaaS-based big data technology building platform that allows enterprises to manage their data assets. The company has created industry application model library and knowledge graph repository, providing AI solutions to multiple industries engaged in banking, insurance, securities, manufacturing, and automobile. The final one, Chinese AI company IB has raised 60 million US dollars in Series A round of financing, led by Sequoia Capital China and Chinese furniture mall operator Red Star Macau Line Group. Other investors, including Lenovo Capital, an incubator group, and K2VC, also participated in the round. Founded in 2017, Beijing-based IB is an AI solution developer focusing on facial and speech recognition, computer vision, natural language understanding, and big data analytics to upgrade vertical industries. The one-year-old AI solution provider was co-launched by Lin Yuanqing, the former head of Baidu Research and associate professor in computer science at Stanford University. At present, the company has been focusing on providing its AI solutions to offline retailers and travel industries. It has been developing facial recognition, human detection tracking, 
product identification for retail stores and also provides other technologies such as augmented reality and voice recognition to shopping malls. After the latest round, IB will provide customized AI solutions to improve the operational efficiency of malls and reduce labor costs for Red Star Maco Line as a strategic cooperation between the two companies. That's all the headlines for the past week on China's VC and tech sector. If you find this podcast interesting and useful, we would be very much appreciated if you can give us a rating or write us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast. We will also thank you if you can help us spread the words by telling your friends about this podcast. Thank you very much for your listening. Until next week.